Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 616 of the Juicebox Podcast. In 2019, the Endocrine Society said that thyroid dysfunction and diabetes mellitus are closely linked. Several studies have documented the increased prevalence of thyroid disorder in patients with diabetes and vice versa. It is with that in mind, and in the spirit of the Defining Diabetes episodes, this is the first in a series with Jenny Smith and I, where we will define the terms that you need to understand to deal with thyroid dysfunction. And please, if you're thinking right now, I don't have any problem with my thyroid, just listen to them anyway, because some of the symptoms mask themselves as normal everyday maladies. Just please listen. They're just a couple minutes long and you might need them down the road if you don't need them today. It's important. Please remember while you're listening that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you're a U.S. resident who has type 1 diabetes or is the caregiver for someone who has type 1, you could take the survey at t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox in fewer than 10 minutes. When you do this, it will be completely anonymous. It will be HIPAA compliant. You will be helping people with type 1 diabetes and you will be supporting the podcast. t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. If you're looking for the Defining Diabetes series, they're available in your podcast player or at juiceboxpodcast.com. At that website, you'll also find the Diabetes Pro Tip series, Ask Scott and Jenny, the Diabetes Variables episodes, After Dark episodes, Algorithm Pumping-based episodes, How We Eat series. It's all right there. It's either in your podcast player or at juiceboxpodcast.com. At the end of this episode, and at the end of every Defining Thyroid episode, I will list the symptoms of hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism, and Graves' disease. I think that one of the episodes of the podcast that I'm very proud of, besides the ones that we've done together, is number 413. It's the talking about thyroid disease in general with Dr. Benito. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm proud of it because it's complete and thorough. It's easy to listen to, but moreover... Um, I think this is something that might be happening to a number of people and they don't know, or they don't bother to look into it. Or in the case of a person I met more recently, it was in my private life. I forget we were together somewhere and this person was like, I'm always cold, um, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, she just said it a couple of times. The next time I saw her, I said, hey, you said the last time we were together, you said, I'm always cold hands and feet? And she goes, yeah, my whole body sometimes. I said, do you have trouble getting rested? And she said, yeah. And I'm like, no matter how much you're asleep, you just never feel rested. She goes, right, right. And I said, listen, you know, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I think you have hypothyroidism. And a simple blood test would tell you if this is the case. And if it is, you would take this tiny little like hormone replacement, you know, and you'd feel significantly better. Mm -hmm. And the vibe I got from her was weird. 
it was, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not sick. I don't, I'm not going to do this. Right. And I thought, I felt very sad because I, I mean, three of the four people in my house take a thyroid medication in the morning uh, or, right. or in the evening uh, with the case of one of them. It's not a big deal and it significantly helps them. And I thought, I wonder how many people just think like I'm older now. That's why I, or, you know, I, my life is hard. That's why I can't get rested. And I mean, right. since so many people with, you know, autoimmune disease listen to this podcast I wanted to take a chunk out of the the time that I have for people and make sure that they understand, you know, a thyroid condition so that maybe they'll think to take care of it for themselves. Well, and it's really applicable in terms of autoimmune thyroid disease. It's very applicable. If you live with any autoimmune disorder, you are more likely to potentially have another one. Right. Right. So, and thyroid disorder and type one are very commonly linked together. Mm-hmm. So again, I, th- I think you're also right on the, I don't know how many people are undiagnosed that really, depending on what their levels come back like, and, or if they're even being tested, yeah. right. Yeah. And you might glance sort of mention something in a visit with your doctor. And unless they catch that, or like this person who's talking to you says it a couple of times it may be completely dismissed. If I wasn't me and this wasn't my job, I wouldn't have, I would have just thought that girl's hands get cold. You know, you know what I mean? Like right. it, would have never, it would have never occurred to me. And, and I think too, that um, the other problem is that even if you, and I've, I've seen this happen, I was once helping a woman with her child who was in the hospital. So her kid was in the hospital. She had, the kid had type one and she was trying to figure out the insulin because the hospital just wasn't, like helping and things were getting worse and worse. Sure. And while we were talking, it became clear to me that the mom, you know, something happened. It was about insulin usage. And I said, does she have um, Hashimoto's or, or hypothyroidism? And she's like, I'm going to ask them to test. And they did. And then during the conversation, she said to me, you know, all that stuff you described to me, I feel that way too. Ah. And I was like, okay. And then she tested and she sent me an email months later and said, I, you know, I have it too. And I'm taking thyroid replacement now. And I was like, you know, I just wonder, I don't know. It's such a simple thing because then, you know, she got it sorted for herself, but you know, she had trouble with the child when the child was in the hospital because of the whole, you're in range problem. Right. When they, they measure your TSH and then you're like some, some institutions, if you're not over 10, 10, they won't give you medication. They'll start, you know, maybe around eight, but in this one to 10 testing, um, you know, zone, we found that my son had significant medical issues when his TSH was over two. And so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so because the reference range is much wider. The reference range is between like 0.4 and like five, depending on what doctor you're talking to and what, you know, lab did the results Mm -hmm. and gave you the normal range and everything. So, well, well, Dr. Benito manages the people in my family to keep their TSH under two and it's a, and they're not hyper and see, now here's the thing. We've been talking for three minutes. We've used words like hyperthyroid, hypothyroid, Hashimoto's, you know, uh, all this stuff, but you know, thyroid replacing hormones. I I want people to understand what they are. Right. So my, my my hope is that these episodes will be short, digestible, 
and either make people think, ooh, I might have that, or my kid might have that, or if they know they have it, I hope it helps them believe maybe I'm not being medicated correctly because I still have some of these symptoms. So I appreciate you doing this with me. Cool. Yeah. Well, where should we start? I feel like a... Um, well, I think, I mean, if we started with just the list and went down, did you, you didn't, no, you didn't. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to ask if you actually like alphabetized these. I believe no, they didn't. were in alphabetical order, but I just moved them around. I started sorting them and putting them together. Like for instance, I put, um, you know, Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism together. Um, right. You know, I, I started putting TSH and t- uh, thyroid storm, uh, THS testing and thyroid stimulating hormone I put together, that that kind cool. of thing. So, I mean, I'm just trying to think of it functionally for people listening. Like, what do they want to know first? Do we just define Hashimoto's and hyperthyroidism maybe in one episode? Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm going to leave this in so people can recognize <laughs> <laughs> so they can recognize that we don't pre-plan yeah. any discussions, right? right? It's pretty much like a road rally race. Like we just got in the car and we're like, we're supposed to go to California. <laughs> and then, like, okay, where, where's the map? <laughs> figure it out. So why don't we just start with, you know, the idea that Hashimoto's thyroiditis and hypothyroidism, um, while they will, uh, are not necessarily the same thing. And, and we might even be hammering through some of my understanding. So let's start with hypothyroidism. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell me what it is. Well, it's essentially a condition where the thyroid doesn't make enough thyroid hormone, right? That, that, I mean, that's the easiest definition of hypothyroid. Okay. And so we need a certain level of thyroid hormone to essentially maintain sort of metabolic things in our body, right? Um, they play important roles in weight and temperature management and how strong you are and how you feel energy levels and all of that. So it is hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's two different things, or does Hashimoto's create hypothyroidism? It's kind of like a chicken and the egg, right? Well, you know, antibodies tests can be done to determine the hypothyroid like definition, you know, the, the, the condition, right. Mm-hmm. Hashimoto's is relative to an antibody or an autoimmune disorder. Okay. Whereas hypothyroidism without, from what I understand, without the antibodies present, hypothyroid isn't Hashimoto. So a person can have hypothyroidism, but not have an autoimmune disease. Yes. Okay. All right. But, but if you have Hashimoto's, well, let's, let's define Hashimoto's thyroiditis then. Like I have it as inflammation of the thyroid gland described by Dr. Hashimoto. It is the most, <laughs> it is the most common cause of hyper hypothyroidism. Correct. And um, it's actually eight times more common in, from what I remember, eight times more common in women than in men. And it's one of those things that anecdotally from talking to people. So I do this thing. I hope people don't get bored by it. But when I interview somebody, uh, we're not talking about something specific. I always ask about autoimmune in their family. Mm -hmm. And you'll be surprised how many people go, no, 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 there's no autoimmune in my family. And you go, celiac, hypothyroidism, 
and they go, oh, yeah. And then and then the more you name, they're like, oh, wait. And then you find out there's three, four, five autoimmune diseases in their family. Right. Happens a lot. Um, yes. You know, so I like to bring it up because I'm trying to get a, I'm trying to make the podcast a repository, you know, for, for, Correct. for information. And I think that the one of them that comes up the most, it's got to be a, it's a horse race between celiac and, thyroid hypothyroid yeah yeah yes you know it's what i hear most from people so so hashimoto's and again go to episode 413 to get a really deep dive on it Um, dr benito will explain it very very thoroughly um but like for instance my wife has hypothyroidism Mm -hmm. my son has hashimoto's okay so my daughter has type 1 diabetes and hypothyroidism my son has hashimoto's and no other issues and no other issues. Right. I mean, yeah. for now, I should knock on 19 pieces of wood. But, um, but yeah, my desk is made of wood. I'll knock on that for yeah, you. I appreciate it very much. <laughs> um, and, and so my son's thyroid was um, imaged, I guess, MRI. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they do a, a kind of a scan and or a deeper imaging with dye. And yes. Right. And she found some nodules on his, on his thyroid. Um, at his age, I think we figured it out when he was about 21. Well, could she feel the nodules or could he feel them as well? Cause often, I mean, from an endo standpoint, those with type one, which I know your son doesn't have, but from a standpoint of evaluation, they should be checking that low level in the throat and having you swallow. Um, that's a first more visual sign mm-hmm. that something is going on. And I'm just smiling because that happened, but it happened over Zoom because of COVID. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there was no touching there. <laughs> he was turning his head and doing weird things and jamming his face up to the camera and, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. But yeah. So anyway. Okay. Uh, okay. So Hashimoto's disease when the immune system attacks the butterfly-shaped gland in the neck, which is your thyroid, initially yep. inflammation of the thyroid causes a leak resulting in excess thyroid hormone. So you could get hyperthyroidism for a little could. while. Over time, the inflammation prevents the thyroid from producing enough hormone, hypothyroidism. Symptoms can include, I'll put all the symptoms. I'm going to put the symptoms in every episode, so we won't have to okay. go them here. Um, okay, so <laughs> I... I'm still, I'm very much more, you know what? This is good news. I've always been a little like, I'm not sure. Um, And now I feel very clear. Hypothyroidism could could come up in your life without you having an autoimmune disease. Correct. But you could. Although Hashimoto's is the most common form of hypothyroid. Okay. Yes. But if you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, you're going to, you, you, you will then have hypothyroidism at some point. Yes. Okay. We did that. That's good, right? Cool. Oh, yeah. We, uh, see? See, this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny and I are just going to jump right to the next thing. Uh, maybe I won't even edit out all of our banter in the middle. I'll just, when they pick up the next week, they'll hear us just go to the next thing. <laughs> right. Um, they'll be like, those crazy people, they did all this at once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to do... Thanks so much for listening today. Please stop back frequently for more episodes of the Juice Box Podcast and to continue with the Defining Thyroid series. If you like Jenny, she's for hire. 
You can find her at integrateddiabetes.com. She helps people with their type 1 diabetes. She's really good at it, too. If you're enjoying the Juice Box podcast and you're listening in an app, but you're not subscribed or following, please hit subscribe and follow in that app. And don't forget to tell a friend. Hey, uh, if you find the podcast on YouTube, we started putting up animated versions of the Defining Diabetes series. They're really cute, great for kids, very visual. Um, Go find it. All right, now let's go through the symptoms. We will start with hypothyroidism. Hypothyroidism signs and symptoms may include fatigue, increased sensitivity to cold, constipation, dry skin, weight gain, puffy face, hoarseness, muscle weakness, elevated blood cholesterol level, muscle aches, tenderness, and stiffness, pain, stiffness, or swelling in your joints, heavier than normal or irregular menstrual periods, thinning hair, slow heart rate, depression, impaired memory, enlarged thyroid gland. In infants, you're looking for a yellowing of the skin and whites of the eyes, which is commonly called jaundice. In most cases, this occurs when a baby's liver can't metabolize a substance called bilirubin, which normally forms when the body recycles old or damaged red blood cells. You also might see a larger protruding tongue, difficulty breathing, hoarse crying, or an umbilical hernia. As progression happens in infants, you may move on to constipation, poor muscle tone, or excessive sleepiness. Hypothyroidism in children and teens may indicate uh, with poor growth, resulting in a short stature, delayed development of permanent teeth, delayed puberty, poor mental development. That list is from the Mayo Clinic. Let's move on now to hyperthyroidism. This list is from the Cleveland Clinic. Hyperthyroidism may present with rapid heartbeat or palpitations, feeling shaky and or nervous, weight loss, increased appetite, diarrhea, and more frequent bowel movements, vision changes, thin, warm, and moist skin, menstrual changes, intolerance to heat and excessive sweating, sleep issues, swelling and enlargement of the neck from an enlarged thyroid gland, hair loss and change in hair texture, it would get brittle, bulging of the eyes, as seen with Graves' disease, and muscle weakness. Okay, back to the Mayo Clinic for Graves' disease. You're looking for anxiety and irritability, a fine tremor of the hands or fingers, heat sensitivity, and an increase in perspiration or warm or moist skin, weight loss despite normal eating habits, enlarged thyroid gland, change in menstrual cycle, erectile dysfunction or reduced libido, frequent bowel movements, bulging eyes, fatigue, thick red skin usually on the shins or tops of the feet, rapid or irregular heartbeat palpitations, sleep disturbance. If you, your child, or someone you love has any of these symptoms, please seek medical attention. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast.